2: my name is Aram, and my pronouns are he, him. I am the writer and producer of the Dungeon
0: and Dragons podcast, God's Fall. And my name's Dylan, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm a physicist from Canada. Welcome to Kill, Kill Every, every monster. monster. In this episode, we are featuring Cambians. The Monster Manual describes Cambians as the offspring of a fiend and a humanoid. Cambians inherit aspects of both parents, but their horns, leathery wings, and sinewy tails are hallmarks of their otherworldly parentage. We are joined
2: by Anthony Rapp. Anthony is a lifelong geek and actor who now has the great fortune of living his best geek and actor life by appearing as Commander Paul Stamets in Star Trek Discovery. He also has enjoyed a resurgence of D&D love, having played as a kid, but not again until the middle of 2020 thanks to COVID-mandated Zoom sessions. Yeah, we all know that. He could be found on Twitter at Kid. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I am very excited about this one.
0: Not to say that I have not been ecstatic about this as well, but the first like <laughs> three days after, you know, we talked about you coming on the show, I occasionally had to go back and be like, Aram, down just in... just just, it's gonna be calm. it's gonna be calm. calm. (laughs)
2: Uh, also you know of course a Star Trek fan since forever that's gotta be super exciting
3: this is the sort of thing like I never would have imagined myself in I always thought of myself as like a uh, like a fan geek fan of these things I never thought oh I'm gonna be in that someday pinch me I mean it's it's bananas Anthony What is a cambion? The literal definition, as you said, is an offspring of a fiend and a humanoid. The Monster Manual does get pretty specific that it's usually an incubus or succubus. So cambion is this sort of hybrid creature, could be either demonic or devilish. Unlike a tiefling, it's not from a curse. My headcanon about tieflings is somewhere in the back drop of the family, somebody made a deal with the devil, and then the devil cursed the family line. And so either everyone is a tiefling or some people are tieflings. That's that's how I think about it. Whereas this is directly like, boom, boom. This is a blood relation. I made
2: a baby. It's always a human mother. It's always the demonic father. The mother dies in childbirth. The whole thing is a little problematic, but it is interesting that they've combined all their devils and all their demons. It used to be all very separate things. Now it's all kind of like,
3: it's all the same things. There's just little variations. Well, I didn't know that what you just said, honestly, about it's always a human mother because it doesn't specify that in this entry in Monster Manual. It's It's in Volos. Oh, I thought you were referencing straight like cambions
0: as a thing that exists in myths. Oh, no, no. I was just pulling from D&D lore. uh, There
2: are definitely things about... Cambians in like, you know, real lore in our actual world. And it varies greatly. They can be little furry monkey things that just break into your house and sit on your chest, or they can be these full demonic things. So there's a wide range of creatures
0: from mythology to pull from. It's good to know that Volos continues to make things considerably worse. worse. Always, Because yeah. <laughs> that was my immediate objection was when you make it like this is a half fiend creature. Also, it's mostly
3: incubi and succubi. It's like,
0: but but incubi and succubi are inherently gross.
3: They're also my understanding of incubi and succubi is they're inherently um, uh, what would the word be? I'm trying like a like a seahorse. They can change g- gender. They could be either an incubus or a succubus at any given time. They really don't have
2: a gender. They kind of just have a, they just kind of express it whenever they feel like it. One of the interesting things I really found about them is that to me, it feels like an incubus and succubus are the ones who get you to sign the contract, right? And the cambion comes around if you don't fulfill your end. <laughs> it's an enforcer. Nice soul you got here. Shame is something should happen to it. That's the vibe I get from that.
3: But yeah, but I, I guess I, I don't think of them as like knee cappers. I think of them as like whispers. I think of, I think like Worm Tongue is kind of a Cambian kind of character, you know. I could and, see that, you know. Yeah, uh, I think of them. I think that like Donald Trump had a Cambian in his life growing up, you know, or like that's what I, I that's the other piece of it is that a Cambian is also intelligent and is driven to just chaos and messing things up. So we'll find ways to infiltrate people's heads. Such a corrupting influence. But like somebody who's very smart. To me, when I think of demons, except for grots, really, but demons are just pure like id and chaos and just like trying to burn everything to the ground and just destroy. Um, whereas devils are like, you know, more methodical or specific or, you know, trying to regulated. So cambions could have a little bit of both, you know, like they're trying to sow the chaos, but they're doing it a little more methodically.
0: One of my favorite RPG myths is in Pathfinder. If you look into where their devils and demons came from, demons are just a fact of reality. You know, sometimes evil and chaos manifest. Their devils were specifically a contingent of angels sent to keep the chaos at bay, but then wound up being around demons too much and just wound up. They are just evil angels. When we had Mike
2: on for the Incubus episode, he had had a great line where he he said, um, demons afflict the unfortunate. Devils go after the ones
3: who deserve it. And devils, I think, also go after people who ask for it, who directly appeal to them. I mean, I guess there are some time, if you have a cult, the demonic cult, they're also going to be asking for something, but really they're, I think they're more sort of just like trying to mess, they're just like gone off some deep end and trying to mess things up. Whereas, a, you know, you make a contract with the devil because you want something very specific. You either want to save your own ass, or you want to save your family's ass, or you want to like, or you want a specific powerful thing. Whereas demons are just like, burn it all to the ground.
0: Right. (laughs) But I think that right there is the separation. When you ask for something of a demon, it's usually asking for something very nebulous. I want power. I want the ability to inflict my will on other people. Devils, you almost specifically have to hand them a lever. Like you can't take something from a devil and not have the monkey paw go off, not have them be like, and in a little bit, you're going to belong to me. There's always going to be a knock on if you sign a deal with a devil to do something for your family, you've now given the devil access to your family.
3: That's like five for the price of one. It's fantastic. The the alter self factor is profound, that they could be anyone for at least a period of time um, and have any kind of relationship with, with anyone. They could pretend to be anyone.
2: It makes me wonder how they perceive them themselves. Like, like, do they have this firm identity of who they are? Or is it just, again, whatever they want to express in the moment? Do they see themselves as this fluid physical creature? Or do they see themselves like, this is who I am and everything else is a mask on top of that?
3: I mean, I imagine like, like in any being, there's some who resent their heritage or resent the way that they are. And there's some who celebrate it. One thing I wonder about cambions is how much, like you talked about them as enforcers and how much are they also self-determining? Like, do they always have to answer to a boss or can they also have their own plans and schemes and ideas?
0: This is my favorite part of hell in general. I mean, the abyss gets a little bit of it, but as you mentioned, demons are very chaos and just doing stuff. You're amassing power in like the most raw power sense but that's the whole thing—is devils are wheels within wheels within wheels. Like they probably do always have a boss. Hell is very strictly hierarchical, with like Asmodeus at the top. Yes, but at the same time, yes, yes. of course you have a subplan. If you don't, how are you going to show your boss's boss that you're more important than your boss? So we should kill that guy, and I should get a promotion.
3: That begs the question: Do do camions ever get to like graduate to more full status as as devil? If it's hell,
2: right? So everything sucks, everything about it just sucks a little bit more, right? It's gotta be like the military where it doesn't really matter how good you are at something, right? It only matters if you do the things, you wait the exact amount of time, get the exact right forms stamped, know a guy, and then maybe you could advance. Like it doesn't matter
3: how well you do, it just matters who you know. And is there resentment among those denizens for you having humanoid parentage?
0: A weird, like, metaphysical species type of racism. Just like, yeah, no, it's a filthy human.
2: You're never accepted no matter where you go. Yeah. You're not accepted in hell, and you're not accepted amongst mortals.
0: Like, tieflings are accidental whoopsie, like, oh, a devil came near my family once. If you're a Cambian and you wander into town, like, that is... Satan touched
3: that one.
2: Or
0: Gratz, but I guess it's basically the same thing. <laughs> yes. All of them are
3: Satan. <laughs> I'm really into the 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 idea of Grotz. That people, you know, the theory is that he was a devil who went over to the abyss because he could, he could, you know, because he could be smarter than the rest of them and amass more power that way. And
2: it just sounds like Grotz too. Grotz is a rule breaker. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of box you want to put him, and he'll just do his own weird, sexy thing,
0: <laughs> no matter where he is. Yes. I know you're running Avernus right now. Zariel was an angel that became a devil and graz is a devil that became a demon and at the end of the day you're just left sitting there going like these are supposed to be like more than species these are like full-blown metaphysical classifications you are a bit of matter that is lawful and evil and that's what makes you a devil but somehow you've managed to just trip the switch not lawful anymore fuck you guys (laughs)
3: like the epitome of self-actualization you could say like to resist the the very laws that you're governed by and totally invent yourself newly all right they are creatures just born out of pure
2: chaos they're just pulled from it and like they're basically constructs right they're not now with cambians, they are born and there's a whole yeah. lineage with the yeah. greater creatures They're just stuff that became things. Pure hate made into kind of a person. I mean, that can be whatever it wants to be, I guess.
3: Sometimes it's like a massive ooze, like jubilex. And sometimes pure hate just manifests into sexy.
0: (laughs) And that's how you get crossed. (laughs) On the idea of Cambians getting promoted, this was something Aram and I talked about a little bit, like when we were sort of doing our little Planning session was just—they don't specify anywhere about the lifespan of a cambion, right? Can they die of old age? How many cambions are sitting there gunning for a promotion? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, this is standard issue. You get your promotion after a thousand years. He's gonna die in forty. Demons would do that. They'd be like, "Look, we'd love to promote you. You have to be two hundred years
2: old. Those are just the rules. I know you're only gonna make it to like eighty. I'm so sorry. What can I do? That's how hell would do that."
3: I imagine that most of them are spending a fair amount of time in the material plane trying to do stuff, but that how much are they, like, it doesn't seem like they would be able to do that very much in the open. So they would have to find safe haven or allies that would, you know, protect their identity and then they'd come out when they could turn into somebody else for the time that they could do that.
0: That would be a phenomenal way to use one in a campaign. They can be like the head of a cult where it's just like, no, no, no. The mayor is on board and I live at his house because I can only alter self three times a day for an hour each time. So after an hour, I got to get back home and chill
3: for a bit. Like that guy has a lot of, he's got a lot of like digestive issues. Sorry,
0: I got to go. I've uh, got a Zoom meeting. I would give them a lifespan. I would, they
2: are half mortal. I would have them, you know, age, but they only age on the mortal plane. When they're if they're in hell, they don't age. If they go to Earth, they age. So they have to they have to pick how much time they spend actually doing things on Earth and they have to maybe go back and forth a little bit, not just live here for five hundred years and rule everything,
0: which again makes them phenomenal for a campaign because that would foment so much resentment because again, just going back to like what devils want, Devils want souls. You cannot become valuable in hell. You have to go to the material plane for me to see you as a useful person. Which means you have to age and slowly die. Or I just won't give you anything. You'll you'll sit here and be my secretary until reality comes to an end. And then there would be that one
2: Cambion that just didn't come back. Just grew to old age like what if you met the old wizened cambion in a cabin somewhere you didn't realize it was a cabin you thought you were just going to talk to the old wizard on the hill ends up being this old demon that just never went home
0: someone living their life out is is like no no i'm just a particularly deeply colored tiefling
3: yeah what about those wings though
0: you know i cast (laughs) a spell magic you know
2: magic is weird Hmm. Opened up the wrong curse, a bottle, you know how it is. I pissed off, I pissed off a Genie.
0: There's a million things in this world that could give me wings, pal. Sure, got it. It's the major flaw with DD is there is no end to the suspension of disbelief when you can legitimately just say, you know, a wizard did it. With all the different roles they can fill, we we get a real good lead into just,
3: is a Cambian a monster? I tend to think of monsters as like a little more unthinking at core. Um, But I think that they, they are monstrous. They can or mostly would be monstrous acting. They would behave in monstrous ways. They would do things that are horrible. They would... Torture people. They would seduce people toward darkness, toward corruption. They would take goodness and turn it into evil, like all that. That's monstrous. But so, are they monsters? I guess so. If if you do monstrous things, that make you a monster. I guess yes.
2: Do you think there's an inherent thing about cambians that makes them enjoy causing pain to others, or it's just the system that they're wrapped up into since birth?
3: Well, that's. I mean, that begs the question of like, uh, you know, when you think about evil. like serial killers do they enjoy the murder that they perpetrate uh i guess different psychologists might say it doesn't even enter the realm of enjoyment it's just like compulsion so i don't know but i think i think on some level probably there is some uh jolt of endorphins that they do get from some of it i would imagine and i think that there's a a drive that camions have to prove themselves to either themselves or their parents or the the universe and so that that kind of like like drive to do that would a kind of enjoyment but it's not like joy it's not like capital J joy
0: there's a lot of monsters that sort of fall into that category where you go like oh do they enjoy this are they evil because but this is a place where like this is one of the few spots in D&D where the sort of bioessentialism they tend to display becomes sort of appropriate because this isn't like, oh, you have orc blood to you, so you're more violent. This is half of your DNA. Legitimately, is just the words "fuck you" written over and over again.
3: Yeah, there's there's like nature versus nurture. I don't know how much you could ever nurture away that demon.
2: With the pure beings, with the with you know the demons that are just formed out of nothing. I imagine part of their built-in makeup is to be mean. Like it's just kind of in there. This is a mean gene. Maybe some of that carries over. But as a person, they have, as at least a half a person, they have the ability to choose. There's this ability to shift and change a little bit more than I would say most of them. Of course, Grotz is a good example of how it could be any of them. But because of that humanness or because of that mortality, they have an ability to be different. And the idea that they would all be the same thing just doesn't make any sense whatsoever when you look into the fact that they don't have any real culture, they're all kind of outsiders because of how they're born. So they would have to all be vastly different.
3: That makes a lot of sense too. Yes. They're
0: also like referenced as, you know, if they're raised in nine hells, they serve as soldiers, envoys, and personal attendants. They're going out there making deals and like actually doing business you could have a cambian ambassador basically you could have a cambian secretary the the blood war is probably fought by cambians
3: and on both sides which is interesting a cambian on if a cambians in the in the front line of the demons i don't think they're going to stick their necks out they're going to like point those you know dretches over there they're not going to like get they're not you know they're going to manipulate the dummies that they're with
2: you know they're probably a a few very martial ones but you'd think they'd be more manipulators because you wouldn't think the other ones, the purebloods, quote unquote, would want to follow the Cambion. If they're so, you know, maligned, it might be hard to get an army behind you. So they probably are individual solo missions or assistants and helpers to others. That
3: would that would make a lot of sense. So I guess to go back to the um enforcer role. Again, it's not like the mafioso who's just gonna be like, I'm gonna break your kneecaps, but the one who's gonna like yeah, intimidate, but intimidate with with uh, just more chilling interactions. Yeah, maybe do the thing of like cutting the horse's head off and putting it in your bed, but like be standing at the foot of the bed as you wake up and say, "I did that."
2: What have we learned? <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs>
0: Is there anything? In particular that you would change about cambions in fifth edition
3: i guess i'm a little hung up on the only three hours a day alter self that seems like a pretty weirdly limiting thing.
0: really does feel like it should just be a straight shape change ability
3: why would a dragon get to just change their shape always in a you know like what's the i guess it just begs the question what's the reason for that like yeah because it's the same intention, essentially, that you could infiltrate human society and sort of influence things and be a part of it without like giving away your true nature. So why do they give dragons the ability to do it always and these guys so limited?
2: It doesn't seem like it'd be hard for them. Part of their whole deal is that they slip effortlessly between different worlds. They, I don't like this idea that like if you're at a dinner for more than an hour, they have to get up and leave for a minute, <laughs> otherwise they're gonna yeah. slip. It does <laughs> exactly. seem to weaken them for no reason.
0: I will say I do like the fact that it's a concentration effect. Yes, I do like that. Simple idea of like if you're at a bar and a fight breaks out and the cambion just happens to get hit and fail a constitution check, like suddenly just the wings fly out. And you're like, oh,
3: this is a complication. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that is, that is cool.
2: And it's, and also with the concentration, if they have to do something else that requires concentration, they have to drop the veil first. And that's cool.
3: Yeah. And I do think that obviously there would be times when they would want to reveal themselves for sure in their full glory.
2: They're waiting for it. That big dramatic reveal. Every single one is just a drag queen waiting to flip the dress over. They cannot wait to show you.
3: 100%, 100%.
0: Your two options are it's, a demonic cambion, in which case, like, they don't give a shit. They'll, they'll reveal the form because it's a power move. It's something scary. I refuse to accept that devils are not driven entirely by charisma and performance. They are dramatic bitches, every single one of them. Like, you wander around just waiting to be able to drop the altar self, flap the wings out huge, fear me. Every single one
2: has stood in front of a mirror and, and just, and just <laughs> yes, practiced. practiced, it was me the whole time. It was me the whole time, just over and over again. until they have it just right.
3: When you guys asked me, you know, what monster, and I looked at the list and there were, you know, were there a couple that I was like, kind of interested in, like, oh, they, that got picked. But it's the kind of thing that I, like, if I were an actor and I was cast in a role like this, I think it would just be so much fun to inhabit. Have you played some really evil characters? I've played a yeah I played a serial killer um yeah I've played a couple I've played a couple people who were pretty screwed up yeah and I find it really um in- interesting and and you know it's 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 upsetting in a way to inhabit that but I think it's part of the job is to hold the mirror up you know because these people exist I mean part of the reason these that these these mythological creatures exist in our literature is that they are really inspired by actual human beings who've walked on this planet and done some terrible things you know i think it's important to, to be able to play these roles and to tell these stories not to glorify them but to to hold the mirror up and and to not look away
0: So for the last 50 years or so, Anthony, you've been serving with the Armies of the Abyss, pushing through in the blood war. So you've been fighting with the Armies of the Abyss, trying to push your way into hell. You are still on the first lair, but you are just pushing in through that outer territory. I want to ask you, is this where you wanted to be? Or is this something that got pushed on you?
3: Yeah, this is totally something that uh, I've been assigned. I would much rather be upstairs, so to speak, doing some much more interesting things and ordering around these morons.
0: This is always the problem with demons. They aren't... they're barely even sapient. It's not even a question of intelligence. They're ravenous. Ravenous
3: and there's no strategy in terms of like dealing with these low-level creatures is it's just like okay go sacrifice it's all about it's a, it's all a war of attrition so it's just like okay throw more at them so it's not there's no like there's no like great st- strategic coup there are few
0: ways to really win glory Anything to bring back beyond, oh, I sent them at the left flank until that drew attention, and then I sent a new horde to hit them in the right flank.
3: And then it's just waiting for them to reform when they get splattered, you know. Okay, so yeah, just having like an attendant going, okay, you got 10 more manaces over there.
2: 10 more have climbed out of the pit, sir. Yes. All right, send them in. (sighs) Yeah. It would be exhausting because you'd have all these plans and machinations and you'd be so intelligent in your strategy and they'd all just be like hit now what did you do if you're not supposed to be here you were either punished for doing something wrong or you were punished for for doing something right which was it
3: i think that i like got somebody to that i was supposed to get somebody to like work with um, Groed, but that person wound up working with a devil or something like that he got he got the wrong idea and he and he got in bed with the wrong person, so this is yeah like a demotion.
0: you were supposed to establish terms, but if there's anyone who can draft a contract
3: quickly, it's hell. my particular m- machinations weren't organized enough they weren't you know specific enough they were more like mood <laughs> moody <laughs> and then, and then some devil swooped in and and got you know like. I was in negotiations for this for this apartment and somebody else just galumped me at the end.
2: And they were like, well, if you can't handle the mortals, I suppose you can handle the demons
0: and then just sent you down here. So it's it's a real drag. That being said, as was mentioned, if you're pushing your way into hell, you have at least, if you haven't made a name for yourself, you've at least made progress. You are on the front. mixed blessing because you are now in territory where if you die you wind up back at the feet of father having to explain why you're home what's your name and which parent gave it to you
3: Elixor and it was Gronst. it's not the mom she, she, would, she would have named me something like Kevin <laughs> And there's no apostrophe. I was thinking, do I need an apostrophe? But no, no. Like, I'm i am sorry, Tolkien aficionados. <laughs> I don't put apostrophes in my name.
0: Apostrophes names. are for elves, okay? Yes. The more apostrophes, the higher rank of elf you are. We're going to bounce over Aram. It has been... God, time doesn't even make sense anymore. And you have just been stepped on over and over and over since the beginning of your afterlife when your soul was dragged screaming into the pits of hell and then added into a tiled floor in the office of a greater devil you're not even the garbage on the floor you're the floor the garbage gets thrown onto jeez okay yep Yep, that kind of underlines it. All right. Until there is a deep scraping feeling, claws digging into your ceramic surface, Oh. and your soul is torn from the floor. And it's almost Bugs Bunny, where just someone reaches down, grabs, pulls up, and a man comes out. And you are dropped in front of a sort of triumvirate of a... uh, chain devil an ice devil and an imp
2: (laughs) okay that's a little less scary yeah the chain devils are pure like hellraiser horror those things are terrifying not great
0: yeah so he would try not to look at that one the ice devil is standing there with its spear at the ready it looks down at the imp and goes this one yeah that's him good hi tile I have a job for you
2: and like he would frown cuz his name is not tile but he doesn't remember what his name is and when he tries to remember it he remembers tile it's and like they 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 they've actually forced him to think his name is tile and the only mental pushback i can manage is that i make it t y l e
0: that's all like you know Kyle that's all i can manage the most painful bit of it being that like You in your life, you were a bit of an arcanist. You know how spells work. You can make someone think their name is something else. That's real easy. Making someone know that you've made them think their name is something else. That is an intricate bit of spell work. You only do out of sheer malice. Yeah. The chain demon kind of shuffles forward, looks you up and down, does a pace around you. And you're certain that this one can do the job? Oh yeah, he's got it. It's gonna be fine. Killed the guy's mom. That's why we're picking him. Ice Devil just starts cackling like, This is beautiful. Beautiful.
2: Uh, I killed a couple moms. Could you be more specific?
1: Tile, it doesn't matter. All right. We have a job for you. Do you know
2: where you are? Wait, where am I? Am I, am I in, just
0: in an office? The The office tiles have to look good. You're a filthy scuffed up hallway tile.
2: <laughs> oh man, I wasn't even in a room. I was just in the hall, like, like outside the cafeteria? Oh man. Alright, well, he'd look around and I imagine he would see like other demonic creatures shuffling back and forth, filing paperwork, doing whatever. Doing what hell does. I think my character's smart enough to like look around, look back at what he's facing him, kind of hang his head a bit. and be like, yeah, I'm in hell, aren't I? You're, You're in hell. hell. <laughs> right. Um, if I do this thing,
0: do I get out of hell? There's like the glance of various heights trying to make all the eye contacts work. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's that easy, is it? I mean, we can send you wherever we want. We own you. Right. I don't know if that was clear, but you belong here. So you belong to us.
2: If I do this mission for you, can I at least not be in the floor?
0: There's again the little glances around. We can find somewhere to put you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a start. You know what? What you got? There is a general knocking on our doors. Part of the Abyssal Army has forced its way forward. The general is a Cambion. He's got just enough muster with the demons to keep them on track and keep them moving forward. This is very much a cut off the head of the snake situation. They'll riot, they'll tear things apart, as demons tend to do, and we'll rout. We don't even have to force them back. We'll kill them and they'll just...
2: So take out the general, that's what you want me to do. Find him.
0: Make sure he sees your face. If he remembers you, it'll be funny. All right, what's the plan? And there is a strategy meeting. We're going to brush over it because strategy is boring. There are forms. There is a long discussion of the best way to do this. They have a bunch of little miniatures. It's a bunch of little miniatures and one, like, square. That's you. (laughs) <laughs> it's not even a miniature, I don't get a miniature. I'm no. just like a paper clip or like some office thing they have. You are a post-it folded up to be the right size <laughs> with a T on it. <laughs> and you are sent out. There is a journey across the hellscape. It's more literal than I've ever used that word. Passing through various hallways cubicles, leading out to winding, tedious streets. Like, just constant, brutalist architecture, but in the most just banal way possible. Right. Lazy, brutalist architecture. Every building is a rectangle. None of them look good. Until you reach the outskirts. The edges of hell are what people imagine when they think of hell. It's the roiling fire, the red sand, the the constant burning heat. And somehow all of this just manifests on your skin as unpleasant. And you make your way out. They gave me my gear, right? Of course they gave you your gear. Uh, You're supposed to kill a guy. They didn't just send you out there barehanded. Uh, No, no, they might have thought that was funny. (laughs) Hey, it's the son of a lord of the abyss. Do you want to punch him to death? It's not going to work. Alright, then I would, you
2: know, i just walking through, trying to keep a low profile hood up, and just making my way to the X on the map.
0: Anthony. Yes? Does Elixir have any sort of scouts? Does he have security set up? Or is that just like an impossible feat at this
3: point? I don't think that there would be any discipline in the ranks to do anything like be a proper sentry so no it's just yeah no I don't think so
0: then there's a handful of people dead warlocks who had consigned themselves to the abyss and their entire job is to report back to you when they see perturbations in the army there are masses of demons out there and it's just a sea of chaos but every once in a while you can see where things are pushing forward a uh, infernal contingent makes contact and suddenly there is a rush towards the blood it's not necessarily that anyone is watching it's just when sharks smell blood they go towards it and you can start to analyze the flow and you receive ascending coming in west it moves quietly the pockets are forming
3: Pockets of what? Pockets.
0: I believe for sending you get to reply, so it just comes back. The, they're dying. The demons are dying. Like it seems like something's killing its way here, and I just like, what? What do you want me to do about it? What do you want me to do? But
3: I don't. I mean, to kill it. Uh, all right.
0: Ron, we're not going to bother rolling for this part. I want you to describe to me how you kill a warlock. Ah, okay. When do I
2: notice them? Just give me that. Where's the scene that I noticed them?
0: Yeah. So you've been trying to move cautiously and like only engaging where you have to. And it's this thing where like every time you kill something, there is a corpse. When devils go back, they go back in consciousness only. The bodies are left behind, and then it's just a quick swarm going towards fresh meat. I'd want to
2: do it quickly and quietly then. I wouldn't want to, and I'd want to leave as little evidence as possible. I can't hide a body, but I would just, once I knew I was being followed, I'd cut down an alley until I felt good, double back around, form an ice knife at the last minute, and just stab him through the
0: back. So you can see, like, this guy was chasing right behind you. And the eldritch blast is on his fingertips when the ice goes through him, and you watch him just sputter out in the middle of the field. But does he vanish? No. Oh shoot.
2: <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Well, then I would melt the ice knife and wash the blood off my hands with the water, <laughs> and I would um, uh, just like throw a tarp in him and keep moving. I can't waste time, so just kind of like. Drag up in a barn or something and keep
0: going. Elixor, you don't hear back. You give this sort of mission like that should take an hour at most, and when no one reports back, you you know something's off. Ron, you are at the edge of camp. So I wanna know, first off. Does Elixir wait to see how things shake out, or are you so, or Are you more a proactive type?
3: Um, I'm. I have half a mind to turn into like a like a bulgur, 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 uh and and like stalk around and see if I can spot this person because now it's the hunch. the the, the I have the hunch that this is an intelligent being. Aram, I want you to give me a stealth roll. I can do that. Oh, I have a good stealth roll. That's going to be
2: 12
0: plus 12 is 24. Anthony, you're going on uh, whichever is better for you, perception or investigation. Because you're as much as you're hunting for this guy, you're also watching for those same signs, those little ebbs and flows in the way the demons move.
3: Yeah, 18.
0: Kyle, so you move... Quietly. Once you got into camp, like this is organized like a military camp. There are tents. There are, like, there's clearly a mess hall set up. It's the sort of thing someone does because they feel like they have to. But at the same time, the way the demons move around it is unnatural. They're not using anything in the camp, they're just swarming over it, but they've clearly been told it is a camp. You ruin (laughs) their things. I mean, it's, it's, it's ordered chaos, but it's basically chaos. These
2: are our things. Yeah, absolutely. At this point then, as I'm moving further into the camp, I will cast Alter Self to look like just another demon. And just, you know what? Walk straight towards the main tent and
0: see if anyone stops me. This is fantastic, because I think this is the bit where, like, the mouse is chasing the cat that's chasing the mouse. Yeah. And there's a point where just, you get in, and there is no one in the tent. There are signs that it's been lived in. Anthony, do you want to describe sort of your command center, your your main tent, the place that you've sort of holed up for yourself?
3: Sure, there's a four-poster bed with, like, carved wrought iron headboard and, and baseboard... Um, with like gauzy, um, what do you, I don't know what do you call it, canopy. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, a chest of drawers that, you know, that probably it's, it's, it's all very neat, but if you looked inside, there would be all kinds of diabolical clothing. <laughs> lots and lots of candles.
0: As much as it is kept relatively neat, this is lived in, lived in appropriately. Like so you, you're very certain that you're in the right place. Anthony, how long does it take before you just
3: kind of give up the trail? <sighs> yeah, I I think I would drop the drop the ruse and um you know frustratedly head back inside to get a drink of coffee.
2: Is there a big like one of those stand up armoire things where I could literally hide inside it. Absolutely. That I'm gonna hide inside the armoire and wait for him to come back, crossbow loaded, just peeking out like a little crack of light.
3: Yeah, I I, I mean, I walked in the tent. You know what the worst part
0: of this post has been? You have so many underlings and it is nearly impossible to find someone you can train to make coffee. At your rank, you should not be making coffee. And you walk back in and you have to put water in a pot, get the pot boiling, get the ground set up. You've got a whole little kit. Well, get well. getting the pot
2: boiling is going to be easy. He just looks at it and
0: it's boiling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a little fire ray. It's not even the spell. It's the resentment of having to do it yourself that gets the heat up there. You don't even need the kettle. You just got the French press. You nuke it with your eyes and you're good to go. You get in there and uh I'm gonna give you the, the perception roll or I'm um, we'll let the twenty four stand. Okay. Yeah, basically like he is he is in here, so like I, yeah. I can't just give him the ambush.
3: Oh yeah, no, I'm ten. Ten. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's it's been it's been like a it's been like kind of a frustrating day. It's like
0: when I wake up and I go to make a coffee, I only see the bits of my kitchen that are involved in making a coffee. The rest of it could be on fire, and I won't notice until I've started drinking. Around the... the cambion comes in, and they start making themselves a cup of coffee. Anthony, what does elixir look like?
3: He's got... you know, in, in the in the little monster manual, the horns are kind of small. I don't like that. These These horns are, like, very like tall and they they go up a bit and then they kind of go out to the side. Like, like, I don't know if it's like an Ibex.
2: Yeah, kind of big and off to the sides, that's cool.
3: And very, very fine, finely carved armor. You know, like having had a lot of time down here has spent a lot of time getting it just so. Like filigrees and details. Everything's monogrammed. Yes, so very, all of that stuff there's nothing else to occupy my brain you've just got to do something not huge wings um, but also not pathetic little weird wings like a nice very proportion very proportionized <laughs> <laughs> yeah very proportional wings yeah do either of you
0: know the uh, the old Disney cartoon gargoyles that ran during the 90s
3: sure yeah
0: where they wrapped the wings around like a fucking cloak?
3: I don't think they're head to toe that long that they could, but I think for sure they could come around like that, at least the shoulder Forms
0: almost that shoulder like half cape look, of just kind of draping yourself.
3: Uh, six fingers You killed my father <laughs> <laughs> so. No,
2: I killed your mom, so it's kind of a reverse yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: So Aram
0: uh, I'm going to have you roll Arcana That I don't have well So let's get plus two and I rolled a five So I have a seven Anthony, I want you to lie to him about one ability you have.
3: Right now? Like...
0: Tell, tell Aram, the other player, a thing that is not true. He rolled like garbage, and I trust Aram is a role player, that he will take it to fucking heart. I
3: can uh, polymorph self. Polymorph. Like, not just alter, but polymorph. So I'm like, this thing could be a dragon at any second. This is something where
0: you have to watch out because that breath weapon could come out or it could turn into some sort of like fucking T Rex.
2: So I have my crossbow aimed just for the I'm only like 15 feet away, right at the back of his head while he's making this coffee. And then I lower the crossbow because if he can polymorph and I don't kill him in one shot and he becomes a dragon, I'm screwed. So instead, I'm going to choose to use the ability where I can basically snipe with a spell and I'm gonna cast Rhymes Binding Ice. So I just, my fingers kind of poke out and a wave of cold fires out in a cone. And because I'm using it as a sneak attack, it's, you roll the saving throw with disadvantage. So it's a constitution saving throw 14.
3: I'm um, at disadvantage, oh yeah, um, a seven. Is it cold damage? It is cold damage. I, I yeah, I feel like this weird like sensation of something brushed past my skin, but I'm like, oh that tickled. It immediately
0: triggers is weird because hell. Uh and suddenly it's cold, you feel the cup go cold, which fucker.
3: <laughs> yeah, my
0: coffee's ruined. That isn't gonna steep anymore. In fact, this forms
2: ice on everything. So the coffee is encased in ice, the desk is encased in ice,
0: you're encased in ice. So how much damage does this do, Aram? The damage total is 885, 21 points of damage. Round down, so that's 10.
3: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah.
2: 10, yeah, 10 measly points of damage. However, let me read this part here. On a failed save, a creature takes three to eight cold damage and is hindered by ice formations for one minute or until another creature within reach of it uses an action to break away the ice. A creature hindered by ice has its speed reduced to zero. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't hindered by ice.
0: He's basically restrained. All it's, He's not even restrained. It's His move speed has been reduced to zero. Then I will step out with my crossbow loaded
2: and walk around to your front, keeping about 15 feet
0: distance between us, because I have to let you see me. That's part of the deal. The assumption was uh, that you're going to remember this person. Basically... How much do you take after Dad? How much does this uh, sort of emotional jab land for you?
3: I think. Well, I don't mean to just have it be like convenient, but I don't think I'm. I was too fond of mommy. I think she was soft, so it's a little bit of a bummer. But like, it's more that you're an asshole for having done it. Accurate. I'm going to, I mean, I think the first thing I have to do is, uh, I think you need to make a, say a DC, uh, a wisdom saving throw immediately.
2: Oh geez. Okay. I got wisdom save just
0: right at the gate with my plus zero. Okay. That's a seven. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's the fiendish charm coming out.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So how does this feel? How would I feel in this moment as I'm pointing this crossbow right at your frozen form?
3: Like you have to listen to every word I say and do exactly what I tell you to do.
0: It's just immediately enraptured.
3: Oh, it's you. Hello. Hey. Oh, hey. That was very are you clever. clever. Are, you, are you a smart person? You're smart, aren't you?
2: Oh yeah, I'm real smart.
3: Yeah, I thought so. That's why I can use your help. Oh yeah, of course. First, you can get me out of this. Why don't you? Why don't you get me out of this?
2: Oh yeah, God, this is really inconvenient. And just starts breaking away ice. Like, oh man, brushing off your coat, right? Gets a little towel and dabs some of the water off you. There you go, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
3: what? What? Did, what? Do you, what? What brings you here?
2: Oh, I was a. Uh, I was sent to hell, put into the floor. A lot of people stepped on me. It was a bummer. But then they pulled me out, and they said to come here and kill you.
3: Well, that's not going to happen anymore, is it?
2: No, it was, what, a, what a dumb plan. God, where are they thinking? But they wanted to kill you to like unhinge your army mm. and make them all go, raw, mm. smash, smash, and then they could beat you all and send you back.
3: Well, how about I send you back over there and you can kill them?
2: Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, absolutely, let's do that.
3: Yeah, I'll go with you.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, Oh, I'll show you where it it's is. It's much Come more on.
3: interesting than what I'm doing here.
2: Yeah, oh, this is great. Man, I've missed you.
3: It's so nice to see you. This effect lasts for a full day. If another creature hurts him, then he gets another saving throw. So, yeah. Right. So the thing is,
0: your control over the army in terms of like giving commands and like formations and structures, nothing. But you are a man of importance. When you walk through the field, they clear a path. They know not to interfere with the son of a lord and that trip back is so much faster no one has to die yes you don't have to kill anyone it's so much easier it's so much more fun when you get to travel with your buddy yeah what were they thinking trying to kill you boy that was dumb i just (laughs) had a chance what's your name by the way again i never.
3: not that i care but what is it
2: and like his brain struggles for a second he just kind of sighs (sighs) my name is tile
3: Tile, tell me, what sort of uh, devil are you uh, hanging out with over there? I will I will uh, become one um, and, you know, escort you to them.
2: Yeah, so there was like a halfling one, like a tiny one that was like yeah. weird and high-pitched. Uh, there was one that was like ice and like a spear. And then there was this terrifying thing just covered
3: in chains with these eyes of pure hate. That was all of them. I think it'll be fun to be something tiny and, and, and insignificant. And, and I alter self into an imp. Wow. And I climb up onto your shoulders.
2: Come on, buddy. Yeah. Wait, do you want to be like on it, like with your legs across? like Perched,
3: perched on one shoulder.
2: You're basically riding side saddle on me, right?
3: Yeah. With my <laughs> little claw, like hanging around your, your chin, stroking your chin as you walk along.
0: Oh, that's so nice. All right. I I'll just happily walk along. You know... The ones who pulled you out of the floor, they're going to have their own offices and be going about their own business. So the only thing you can possibly do is bring them through like kind of one by one. Now, imps don't have an office. He's going to be wandering around, impossible to find. And the chain guy is scary and you didn't like it. It's the only thing you can do when you're sort of tendering your notice, letting them know that you're going to resign. You're no longer in the employee of hell. You found a new friend. Right, I I need to turn in my notice. Gotta go see the boss.
3: Oh, and you can tell him that you were successful, that you killed me. Oh, you know what boss, is there anything I can give him uh, to like you know, kind of sell that lie? Um, I guess like I've altered self. Do I, I can't access my items cause they've altered with my body. Is that right? You're gonna have to alter self to like, when you get into sort of
0: hell proper
3: yeah, So okay. like
0: we could just say that this is something that's taking place before the alteration
3: happens. What are your monograms, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah, 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 I'll take a little piece of uh, piece of my armor that has my little filigree on it. And
0: Perfect.
3: Perfect. A little a very a very nicely calligraphied I like the letter I. Cool. Almost burnished copper
0: color. Yes. So you Wander through the offices, back through the cubicles, waving at people. Hey, everything's good. Nothing out of the ordinary here. I'm having a great day with my friend, the Imp. Good to see you, Joan. And you make a beeline. You have no idea how you know this because you have been a tile for as long as you can remember. I was part of the floor. I know where I'm going. Yeah. This is just information that is now in your head. Do I know these other tiles? Absolutely. In fact, you've walked through, like, you're stepping on a lot of people right now. Oh! And as you're walking through and waving to these devils, you're realizing you know some of them and you have no idea how. There is an interval between the floor and death that you don't know, but it's definitely there. So every tile is a thinking person. Yes it is. That's why I said it. I want to make sure that you feel like you're in hell.
2: I keep walking.
0: That's like a promotion. Are you still on my shoulder this whole Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: You're kidding walking all the way? Have you been here before? I would say as we're like walking down the main hallway.
3: No. I've you know, it's it's also utilitarian. No imagination? I'm, I would much prefer something with a little more pizzazz, honestly. But, you know, to each his own.
2: You don't want to be in your tent, but you definitely don't want to be in some administrative building.
3: No, with fluorescent lights and linoleum and...
0: Every third light bulb flickers. They're specifically engineered to flicker, like, right. off <laughs> rhythm. Like <laughs> There's a whole department just building the worst lights possible not even the worst lights possible they are the best they are precision engineered to be flickering at a (laughs) interval where your body can't get used to it so there's always like the little bit of you that's glancing up from your work to see wait what the fuck was that the majority are those awful like super cool lights but once in
2: a while there's the warm light pool so they mix uncomfortably this is hell Yeah, this is definitely hell. And I'm just kind of leaning over once in a while and whispering like, that's who this is, that's who this is. And then as we like see the main doors to the big guy's office, I just kind of like, okay, he's probably gonna be in there. You know what you're going to tell him, right? Uh, That I killed you, yeah, that you're dead and that you are a friend? Yeah, that that I'm uh, Mixoplex. Mixoplex. Mixoplix, I like that. That's a cool name. All right, okay. All right, so listen Mixoplix, you were like in the camp, help me betray them. We became friends and now we're back here. All right. All right. Yeah. Straighten up. You know, make sure I'm all kind of organized. And remember that you're you're now going to kill him. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right, all right, all right, right. I killed you?
3: Gonna kill him. I will okay. help I, I will help you. I will help you. Thanks, boss. Oh, man, you're the
2: best boss.
3: And a fi- little fist tap, little high five.
0: When the door opens, I didn't describe this the first time around because I did not think it would be relevant. But apparently, I have to describe what an ice devil looks like. Proportionally, it is a chubbier praying mantis. Mm. Like, it's got the width of a human all the way down. It's got... Jesus Christ, why does this thing have the regular number of arms and legs? For some reason, that's so much worse. (laughs) Uh, Basically, this huge... Silverish blue tail extends back from just these giant clawed, almost raptor legs. While these three fingered hands are just sitting there doing paperwork, it looks up with its bug face, giant orange eyes, and huge mandibles. Why are you back? Do I know this ice bug's name? You do, you can't say it. Right. It is in, it is in true infernal. Which means that part of the language is actually temperature. <laughs> <laughs> so I just be like, "Hey!" and then light a and then light a match. Yeah. Hey, light a match, wave <laughs>
2: it around, nod. Okay, good. Hey, yeah, uh, I uh, killed him, and then toss the emblem on the desk. Dead, dead of the dead. Easy, and I made a new friend.
0: Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have you roll
3: a deception here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna help him by patting his back of his head and stroking his head and giving him lots of confidence.
0: Lovely. I'll give you advantage. This is something that you believe is absolutely necessary and 100% true because your friend told you it's the right thing to do. And it's real easy to lie when you fully believe it. Yeah. My first
2: roll is an eight plus seven. My second roll is a 14 plus seven is 21.
0: And my roll is a natural one. <laughs> He wants to believe it. It's a combination of like, if that is true, it is perfect. Not to mention like the boss left, so the demons are fucking going wild out there right now. You have some evidence. And honestly, it's baffling to him that it could be true. So it just makes him that weird level of like, I mean, the only way you would come back is if it was true. Good, good. This is, wow. He has this massive double-ended spear that's like on his desk and he shifts it over to the wall. (sighs) And he comes around the desk to you, puts his hands on your shoulders. And goes, I have no idea how you did this, but you did well.
3: That guy was a puss. I mean, it was no, it was nothing.
2: Yeah. Oh, I couldn't have done it without my friend, man. We make a good team.
0: That's lovely. I'm. We will make sure that you get a promotion. We can, we can get you all the way up to Spined Devil. You can keep the wings. I know some. Some of you have to transition away from the wings to the more terrestrial forms of devil. I appreciate it. I remember flying was great. I didn't expect you to be back so soon. We need to figure out what we're going to do
2: with you. Does he turn towards, like, some paperwork or... Yeah, he just, like, immediately
0: like turns around and starts shuffling through. Like, what positions are open? We could, we could make you an imp. We could make you an imp. Would you prefer that? Um, uh, sure, that sounds great. And I'd, like,
2: turn to my friend and, like, slow nod, right... Are we high up in
0: this building? I'm going to say yes, because I want to see where you're going with it. (laughs) All right, get ready.
2: One big move and then we go after him, Okay, And then I'm just going to sneak attack him with a spell. And that spell is Vortex Warp. And Vortex Warp allows me to magically twist space around another creature you can see within range they must succeed a constitution saving throw. And if they fail, I can teleport them up to 90 feet. So I'm, I'm and this thing just said it can't fly. So I'm going to pop it right outside and
0: let it pluv it. Okay, and what's the uh, DC on this save? Uh, the DC is going to be 14 at disadvantage. Aram, are you excited? I'm very excited. <laughs> it's a 13.
1: It's a 13!
2: <laughs> so I was like, okay, ready? And just
0: there'd be that like Bugs Bunny moment right where we'd see him right outside the window oh, yeah. and because it turns him around of course it does <laughs> like he's standing there at his desk flopping through things and like looking at papers and then he's standing out there holding a piece of paper looking into the window from I'm going to say like 14 stories up and then it plummets
3: <laughs> oh, what we'll survived that boss? I don't know I mean I go over to the window and look out. What do I see? Hold on,
0: I got to roll 14d6. So that's a total of 55 points of damage. It falls, and there is a puff of dirt at the end because this thing was roughly the size of a horse. And the thing you see is those giant clawed raptor feet slamming into the walls and it coming up the side of the building. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, oh, no.
0: It's got a fair ways to go. It's got 140 feet. You have some time to think about your choices in life.
3: Well, I'm gonna poke. I'm gonna poke my head out, and I don't need to turn back into myself to do this. I don't believe with alter self. So I'm going to. Um, my little imp eyes looking down at him, saying hi, and then uh, I'm gonna. I don't. I don't know about what devils can take or they can't take. So I'm, I don't pretend to know whether. I th- assume that because he's an ice demon, maybe this will hurt. So I hit him with a little fire ray. Okay. Give me a roll for that. Oh boy, Uh, 13. That honestly works out for me because
0: that lets me give you the information. You hit him center of mass. It's not a good hit. It's sort of, it's actually like it catches the chest, but it sprays up the shoulder and it kind of reels back. It does not seem bothered in the slightest.
3: Hmm, that's interesting. That doesn't seem. That seems strange. Yeah, like. that does seem Honestly, strange. Honestly,
0: it does. I have no idea why ice devils are immune
3: to fire,
2: huh. and cold, oh, well. and poison, and poison. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, what what's what what ideas you got? Is there something really fucking heavy we can push out the window? Yeah, this desk. This desk is gonna be heavy. It's gonna be one of those big old like wooden oak oh, yeah. desks. Absolutely. Right? Oh,
2: come on. Oh.
0: I, I have no argument with this. You take that desk and you just pull it out the fucking window. <laughs> I was left sitting there going like, I'm going to send an assassin after a general of the abyss. This will be really cool and cinematic. It'll be a great fight. I did not expect we're going to throw a desk and a bug through a window. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just very surprised that the angle is took.
3: Chaos. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's the abyss. <laughs> there's the big like heave-ho of like a cambion like your strength is astonishing relative to a person and it's just a good shove like lift it up get it into the window lift up the back end and just push and i'm just going to transfer that damage over 56 points of bludgeoning damage as a desk hurdles end over end down 14 stories into hell and slams into this thing So, I'm just going to be direct with you guys. It has 70 hit points left. Oh, no. How's it looking besides pissed? I mean, it's taken about 110 points of damage. It's got 70 left. It is very, very annoyed, which is hard to read on a bug face. Is there another desk?
2: <laughs> there's gotta be a filing cabinet <laughs> is that the way we're doing
0: this one <laughs> we're just throwing up
2: so if he's gonna come back at us I would throw things at him and try and stop him Yeah. okay how do I wanna run this guy vases, a letter opener
0: <laughs> one of those tacky glass awards you get instead of a promotion you know all those things whatever I can find so this thing is gonna get up it's gonna climb up it's gonna take it uh, basically two rounds to get to the top with using its full motion so I'm gonna give you both two attack rolls and I'm going to decide how much damage it does based on what you throw at it tell me what the things you throw are um is there like some kind of sculpture of some terrible you know I mean this this is the first layer of hell so this would be a uh, like, just strict likeness of, I think it's Zariel, is the Lord of the First Lair.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: So it's just like, the whole thing where it's just standing there, sword aloft, just directly up, and you're like, yeah, point first. Absolutely. (laughs) Give me an attack roll. Use whatever the bonus is for your spear.
3: Okay. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, 17. I'm just going to start rolling damage and keeping track of it for, yeah, for my fair. purposes. There's got to be some
3: kind of dumb paperweight, too.
2: My character's in pure panic mode, so I'm going to roll an investigation and see what I get.
3: It rolled a three. <laughs> Plus
0: four is seven. What do I get? Its spear is leaning up against the wall. <sighs> Jeez, and I would just
2: grab the ice spear. Yep. And i just look him right in the eye, wait till he looks up, and just hurl it as hard as I can at him. It's a dexterity roll, right? Cause it's a spear or is, it, or is it strength?
0: Strength. Throne, you can use strength, yeah. A natural one. <laughs> you hurl this thing's weapon at it. Oh no, I know what's gonna happen. And it manages to just fling off to the side and just grab it with the offhand and slam it back into the wall. No! And just keep just hucking itself up the wall. I gave it a weapon. You did, because you're not a clever boy. I'm not.
2: I've survived on God. Wait, wait. I'm using a luck point. Oh,
0: you do. Shit. I'm
2: using a luck point, and I'm re-rolling that roll. At the last minute, I change the grip and then throw the spear. And that's a fucking natural 20.
0: I can show you right here. No, no you can't see it. But that is a natural 20. Okay, I'm just going to point out that the effect of showing me is lessened when you pick up the die and show me the face. (laughs) That just doesn't prove anything. Technically, thrown weapon, you can add your strength or your dex bonus to it. Uh, Okay, I'm going to give you your sneak attack on this one because it is technically like it's on the side of a building. It can't dodge. Okay. Like if we were doing this in like Pathfinder, it's basically fat and flat-footed. That
2: makes total sense. How much damage does the spear do? It's a 2d8. Okay, so I'm rolling 2d8 plus five, die six. Doubled. Doubled. 21 doubled is 42 points of damage.
0: So this thing is on its absolute last legs when it makes it up, basically. It is on the verge of climbing into the window. It is angry. Its own spear is through its shoulder. This was a magic weapon. Like when it hit, you saw this explosion of ice and the ice doesn't fucking matter to it. It's an ice devil. It's enough to drive home the fact that this thing is not a normal spear. It's basically pulling itself through the like damaged, scraped open hole that was once a window before a desk got shoved through the pane of glass. Anthony, would you like to (laughs) respond to this? Its entire turns every time have have to been movement, so.
3: I mean, I'm going to like, just do a full on, just charge at it with my spear and both like, like a, like a, like a, almost like a battering ram. Like my spear is a battering ram. I'm right at the window. So
2: I bonus action Misty step out of the way.
3: A 20.
0: Yeah. Tell me about how you kill this thing because Aram, you managed to fall like three points shy of death take that spear and just
3: shove it like directly up its like gullet from below up the top of its head
0: and the arms and legs go limp a creature that did not have your strength would lose the spear at this point but you're just holding it there powerful enough to reach out grab the other spear and just shake both of them loose and this corpse plummets, evaporating into sulfur and hatred as it goes. Yeah. Nothing hits the ground. That's satisfying. Dying in hell. That creature is dead forever, and it ceases
3: to be. See, isn't that isn't that satisfying?
2: Yeah, you know, my guy's pumped. <laughs> right. I mean, I've been a tile for a hundred years, but my guy is pumped right now. Yes, that was satisfying. He leans out the window and sees that the corpse is gone that all there is is a desk down there and a broken window, but like, yeah. you know, aren't you kind of the boss now?
3: Boss? I don't have any desire to stick around here. I mean, where, I'm, where I've been is also kind of shitty, but I think after this, I have a uh, good reason to get a little promotion maybe with your help. That would make sense, boss. Man, we make a good team. Hmm. Yeah, maybe you should take this desk.
2: yeah maybe i should take this desk yeah you know what they're gonna need a new boss around here and i've proven
3: myself i'll say i killed him boss yeah you can say to them that you killed him and they're gonna like that they're gonna really like that and they're gonna celebrate you yeah they're not at all going to punish you for that no they'll
2: be thrilled because i showed them how
3: strong i was exactly Yes. It's a really good thing when devils kill other devils. They really appreciate that. As you said, it's
2: like getting a promotion. Thanks, boss.
3: You're welcome. And um, you're you're never going to you're never going to see me again.
2: Oh, uh, I'm really sad about that, but I understand. You got important things to do,
3: boss. I really do. You want to come in for a hug? I will come in for a hug. I will give you a big kiss on the forehead. You ride this out. You ride it out and you have a great life. Oh, thanks, boss. Oh, you're welcome.
2: I'll walk around where the, well, there's no desk, so I'll walk around where the chair still is.
3: still
2: a chair. Yes. <laughs> didn't that sit out. in the chair.
3: I'm going to blink out with plane shift and head back to the front line of the abyss and make my way back to my town
0: we're going to go forward first and then we're going to rewind a little bit. A couple weeks later, after the fighting, like, you have made very serious ground. One of the major generals leading the armies defending this sort of area of the city walls died. There was a bit of a scramble to sort of get people up to speed, to get people's plans in place. One of the worst things about devils is with the wheels within wheels, if someone suddenly drops out, no one knows what they had going on. So suddenly, a bunch of things fly completely out of control, someone has to realize what plans were in place, and then bring everything back under command. And for the first time in six millennia, an Abyssal Foot hits the ground inside Avernus. Immediately, that demon is stabbed in the face and regenerates at the abyss. But the symbolic victory is there. There is a push of chaos into a city of law. Graz allows you back into court. There's conversation to be had about where you'll be placed, but you did well with your assignment, and Graz is nothing if not appreciative of success.
1: Fujita Gali
0: Several weeks ago, just after the Ice Devil died and the cambion disappeared from the halls of the office buildings of Avernus. Tile leans confidently back in his immense chair. Yeah. It's an hour or so before anybody actually gets up there because word had to come up from below that like hey you know there's a desk in the street right? (laughs) And they checked like on the floors all the way up and then they were like okay they come in. And it's the Chain Devil.
2: Dial? Hey, listen. No hard feelings. This is my office now. <laughs> you know how things work in hell.
0: Yes. Yes, I do. And immediately, a massive hand slams into your throat and just lifts you up as you stalk closer to the window. And you are dropped 14 stories. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Featherfall. So you immediately just Featherfall goes off on the way down. And as you are falling, you were right. It was a long trek out to the front lines and back. And the charm starts to dissipate as the source gets further away. And you realize this was all a very bad plan. (laughs) You hit the ground safely as the chain devil sort of watches with a confused look on its eyes. The only part of its face that's visible because the rest of it is chains. And you recognize you have one choice right now. And you fucking run. Run. <laughs> <laughs> run as fast as can. And there I is can. the soul of an assassin loose in hell. <laughs> yes. Thank you for joining us for a DM Deep Dive into the Cambion.
2: For more information about us, notes for each episode, and ways you can help support the show, head over to killeverymonster.com.
0: If any of the ideas we've discussed on the show spark some of your own, tell us about it on Twitter at KEM Podcast. You'll find me at DJ malinfont and Aram at Aram Vardian. For ad-free episodes, early releases,
2: bonus episodes, print-ready maps, our new audio DMs notes, and my character sheets from each encounter, head over to patreon.com slash killeverymonster. You can also listen
0: to ad-free episodes and bonus content by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts. Our intro theme and many of the sound effects you hear in the show were created by BattleBards. Check them out at BattleBards.com.
2: This episode was produced by Aram Vartian and Dylan Molinfont.
0: I also did the editing.
2: Anthony Rapp was our guest. You can find him on Twitter at Albino Kid. And if you are like me and all that information just fell right out of your head, you'll find everything you need at KillEveryMonster.com.
0: And we'll see you next time. Prefer kill, kill every, every, monster. every
1: monster Greetings adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice
2: The ancient mountainous deserts to the south of Feyrun are the places where mortals first raised great temples and unlocked powerful secrets. A kingdom once fractured by infighting has been united under the iron claw of the red dragon Chazar. The Great Lizard's quest for immortality has become an all-consuming obsession. His need for worshippers has set him on a path against the old gods of these lands. And they will not go quietly. An unlikely cabal of deities has banded together to undermine Jazar and ensure that their temples remain protected and active. They've traced tendrils of fate to preferred timelines, then selected five mortals who had the best chance of bringing those futures to fruition. You will take on the role of one of these chosen, in Death to the Dragon King. Find out more about this Start Playing Games campaign and all of my other available games at aram.gay.